Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, nerds throughout the whole galaxy, from this side of the spectrum of the nebula, we are proud to bring it to you. We're talking about the nerds of the realm. Our featured guest today, Gus, the health specialist. (laughs) (laughs) We are back. (laughs) Yo, whose man's is this? Today's theme is 90s pop culture. Who remembers the 90s? Vividly. So <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I blur 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in the 90s, you, we, we, we had, what was it? It was, um, we had, did we have grunge in the 90s? Yes, we, we did. did. We had grunge. Yeah. We had, what is it? We had uh, various cartoons. We had a lot of bad comics. Ooh. Good comics, bad comics, and questionable. Boy bands. <laughs> right. What was your favorite show in the nineties, guys? T G I F. Is it bad? Like, it's not my favorite. We could go from we, bad and good. But can we pick shout one, out? Like, we could shout out, but the, just pick one. When bad you're home one from day. school, shows like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shout out, shout out to Maury. Shout out to shout out to Jerry. Wait, 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 Jerry, wait, wait. Jerry Springer, where uh, they had to send letters home I gotta, to school. I gotta, I, this, is, <laughs> this is where my high school shined. One of our high school trips was to the um, Maury Povich show. Did they show that in your shitty ass yearbook? <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> public education My, at its best. <laughs> literally, I will. I will co-sign. We got a shitty ass yearbook. But um, no, uh, we were on the Maury Povich show. I had a buddy who was on the commercial for a while. <laughs> That's wild. And and we had a Russian exchange class there that was with us, and it was okay. We're giving you a taste of American culture now. <laughs> I don't know. That's atrocious. But yeah, like I don't know if that's a good indicator. I it's mean, a great it's probably it's probably home. It's probably a great indicator of what American culture is now. <laughs> we just finished communism, so now we're going to America to look at Bory Povich. <laughs> oh man, you are the father. Hashtag we're sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was still on. It was like the weirdest is, thing. Isn't Drew Carey hosting it now? Yeah. <laughs> is, Drew is that why? Is that what? Why, oh, is, wait, wait. Wait, is that why we don't have... What, whose line is it anyway? Well, whose line's been gone for a no, while. No, no, no. Oprah. Wow. <laughs> Yo, facts. Yeah. I mean, I respect Oprah, but I can't sit here and say that Oprah was my favorite show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying... No, no, no. I'm o- just, Oprah yeah. was how I got to watch TV when, like, mom was, like, trying to bogart the TV. And I was just like, <laughs> fine. I watch, I watch, like all my children in general hospital with you just so I can like get to cartoons maybe yeah, I'm, I'm just saying Oprah like you can't talk about the 90s without Oprah especially pop culture facts I mean you get a car you get a car maybe you <laughs> <laughs> well, now like, she has a network yeah shout out to the goat um, my, my whole thing I remember uh, channel 5 DJ cat no one remembers DJ cat god damn you're dating yourself. No, I'm not. This was in the '90s. <laughs> DJ Cat was. I mean, a shit. he said he was in high school. He totally dated himself. <laughs> right. Facts. I graduated in the year 2000, so there uh, we go. Still dating so yourself. The ma- so the majority of your oh. years in high school were in the '90s. By show of hands, who was in high school before before 1999? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. guys. Exactly. So, so, so Gus, give us give us a series. I mean, you bring up Oprah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was about to say uh, TGIF because I remember always watching that on Fridays. Oh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, Dinosaur. Like, like, it was... Family Matters, yo. Yeah. Family Matters, Boy Meets World. Yeah, Dinosaurs. The Dinosaurs was really crazy because it was a show, uh, you don't know, 
animatronic dinosaurs, people were in those outfits, and it went for a while. Yeah. I actually saw a clip of it the other day, like, passing around, like, Facebook, not the mama. On, uh, it was yeah, actually they, on Father's Day. They got a lot of memes <laughs> about facts. that. Yeah, yeah. I know I've been seeing that baby a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, you know what I found? Because uh, Lawrence has uh, been doing some spring cleaning. I found a Buster Bunny stuffed like animal. Oh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Facts. All right, we're we're going down a, a real <laughs> nostalgia a trip right now. Yeah. We still need to get through. So so what else? We're still on uh, favorite show. Favorite yeah, show. Still on favorite right. shows. So I mean, it does it does it? In. Can we can we narrow it down to like favorite live action show? Like actual well, we people got, show. We, 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 we were going to touch up on cartoons. Let's touch up on live action first, and then we'll get into the cartoons. Matter of fact, next. I'll throw it out there. Road Rules. Road Rules was one of my favorite '90s like shows back in the day. Shout out to the real world because we, it, it gave us one of our WWE champions. Facts. It gave you guys the Miz. Oh, yeah. It gave you guys the Miz, but... Um, and it was a gateway to Ro- shitty reality TV. Role Rules gave us um, the lead actor, David, from Grimm. Huh. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Did not know that. As soon as I saw yeah. Grimm, like, the first season, I'm like, yo, I know I know this dude. And I was like, why do I know him? And then I, sure enough, it was from real. It was from Role Rules... Um, I think South Pacific, okay. which is probably one of the better seasons. I didn't watch any of those. <laughs> my my live action show of choice is all that. All that facts. Yeah. All that. Uh, did you guys check out the reboot? I I didn't. How is it? It's definitely not for us, but I can tell why it's going to be good again. I'm going to give a shout out to Alex from Rayward Raven. I was helping him at Hudson Valley Comic Con, and the cast was sitting right across from his table. That's cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I this is, those brother. are those random Comic Con. Mo- those are yeah. the Ramets Con moments. You go to the small ones, and it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Also, too, across from his table was um Bill Diamond. Shout out to Bill Diamond. Yes, Bill Diamond Productions. He's giving us the Fraggle Rock puppets. The, 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 the um. Like I feel like any Nickelodeon show back in the day was just dope. Like you always wanted to be like before we had Live Fear action. Factor. You'd always wanted to be like on Guts or like yeah yeah Le- Legends of the Hidden Temple, yep. Double Dare. Like mm-hmm. I was like. Yo, I'm down. Like, let's do this. Sure. I, I, I always try to bring my siblings, but I didn't get along with Larice until like we were in college, and then my sister Thais was like 11 years older than me, so that that wasn't happening. Well, I'm I'm gonna bring up Xena, Warrior Princess. Yes, Hercules. I used to watch those all the time. I mean, it doesn't yes help the no. fact that I'm Greek either. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. I feel like um, oh, Animorphs. Animorphs was more my speed. Big bad Beetleborgs, Power Ooh, Rangers. Oh, Power wow. Rangers, definitely. Power Rangers. Yes. But it, 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 favorite Ranger without thinking about it. Oh, Jesus. Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, Tommy. Ranger. Everybody's a Green Ranger fan. Uh, yeah. Well, green is my favorite color, so it was always Green Ranger. But I don't. I didn't like you know praise JDF. It was just the Green Ranger. Well, Tommy. He, he literally became a badass though. Years later, MMA fighter, yeah, tat out yeah. like crazy. Yeah. He wants to fight CM Punk. I, yo, I still want to see that fight. Like I, I do too. Like. Let's let's make it happen, people. So so let's jump into what were some of your favorite '90s cartoons. I want I want everybody to pick one. We'll, we'll go around the table. I can't pick one. <laughs> pick, what pick one. You have to pick like a top five. There's so, you gotta pick. You top have three. a yo, we'll compromise. Top three. Top three. At least lost top three is the same fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Yo, I can go through this today. It's you, fine. You, you you realize you can die on that hill. I'm with you. <laughs> yo, to be fair. The 90s gave us so many, like, 
Saturday morning cartoons. WB. It gave us the best like after school cartoons. Like, come on, there's there's no way possible your list is shorter than ten. You had Sonic the Hedgehog. You had the X Men. There was two Sonic the Hedgehog shows, as a matter of fact. Yep. Sunday morning and, and reboot. It was Sunday morning and also uh, Monday uh, during the week in the morning. Too. Mighty yeah. Max. Yeah, yeah. no Saturday Saturday morning Fox. Swat Cats. Swat Cats. Batman. Just, Beast Wars. Facts. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Darkwing Duck. There Let's go. I, 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 I know of shows that not many people know about. Like I had Bots Master. I had Cops. But they were like, you know, you, you, you had to like, know what to find the shows. Like, what? Cops had a show. It was about a futuristic police department. But it was more a line of, like, an updated version of G.I. Joe. That's really? what it did. It, it was like that. Yeah, I never checked that out. Yeah, it was it was pretty. And, it, and, and, and shout out to that because um, I think that cartoon was a little ahead of its time at the time because it did have a black lead, which I thought was pretty dope. Okay. That's dope. Oh, yeah. And um, what was it? Um, Damn, there were just so South Park. So facts yeah. yo beavis shout, and butthead shout out to them. like south park was like the the og of ogs do, do like, you guys remember liquid television liquid television no it was on no. mtv it introduced beavis and butthead and flux um and obviously from beavis and butthead we got daria yes i, I that, that i remember yeah, yeah. Oh. oh celebrity deathmatch oh yes. yo i was just gonna say <laughs> i was gonna do celebrity deathmatch and kablam like oh that was the, that was the height of claymation. Like that was so. Come on, that's golden era right there. Well, I, I gotta give a shout out to Disney for doing a great job on the Ducktales reboot. Facts. Yes, I've been a, watching that a lot lately. They've been doing they've been doing a, a lot better with like just their yeah, car, their newer know, cartoons in general. Yeah. I feel like their like cartoon was try, uh, Cartoon Network was trying to like take that lead because they had Adventure Time and like. Um, Steven Universe, but I think like Disney is now taking that lead of like Saturday morning cartoons. Which I'm happy. I'm, yeah, I'm I, I don't, I don't mind because anyway. I, I think Cartoon Network kind of lost a little bit because like when they try to reboot Thundercats, which is going back to the eighties. No, 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 first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, they've got that bullshit reboot that's <laughs> happening, I guess. But then we had the reboot that happened, I think, in 2010. With Will which Friedle. Was, which was dope. Yes. Yes, that's it what I'm talking about. Dope, I wanted that. And it didn't get the ratings it needed to get another season. But there's a secret. There's Such a fan bullshit. following. It was so fucking good. But Such the thing bullshit. is that they never aired it. They never really aired it. No, because they, they, they was like Fridays at like 6. Because I remember one day I was like, oh, babe, I got to watch this. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I got to watch Thundercats. <laughs> it's like, she's like, okay. Don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we gotta get back into the nineties cartoons. Um did anybody ever see uh was it Barnyard Commandos? No. Damn it. See, yo, see, I, I feel yo, I feel like cartoons. you're just aging yourself at this point. Bro. I'm like, not what are you doing? Aging get, myself. Look it up. If, if, I, if I say SWAT cats. Yeah, SWAT cats. We all know SWAT cats. It was I think um Barnyard Commandos probably came either from the same. You know what's a funny one? I'm checking the computer. <laughs> this, this laptop, Fact laptop, please. Fact checked. Have you ever seen um, the MC Hammer cartoon? Yes. What With the chalky magical shoes. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So listen, 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 listen. You are aging yourself, my friend, because this shit aired in 1990. <laughs> I was like I said. I was two. <laughs> I was a whole two years yeah, old. I was like here. Yeah, exactly. It was it, like it's, two. It's, nah, I was one. five. I was five. <laughs> it's like, come on. Listen, I was in middle school. You watched the Berlin oh, Wall fall I, and you watched this <laughs> shitty cartoon. I was still, oh, I was still in diapers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't worry, Armor. I got your back. I was fine. Hey, I was out of that. I'm done. I was probably trained. <laughs> um, the nineties gave us the Mighty Ducks cartoon as well. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. Yes, which was fire. So, and Rocco's Modern Life, Ren and Stimpy. Yo, yeah. I, I think at least a good ninety percent of each like network's lineup was just gold. Yeah. Dexter's Lab, Donnie the, Bravo, the, the cartoon cartoons. All, all yeah. yo, that's the golden age of cartoons in my book. Like nothing against Powerpuff new- Girls. Yo, oh yeah, you go. Yeah, nothing against like Gumball and all these other newer shows, but I feel like they don't like really hit what the other stuff did. I didn't like that new Powerpuff Girls reboot. They had I, I didn't, even, I, I didn't check, it out. I I check it out. I think an issue between the 90s and the in the early 2000s, they did a shift with the anime that was just atrocious in my opinion. Like they they went into these 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 weird looking animations that that was just it was, it was toilet humor. Yeah, they went into yeah, toilet humor. Right? Yeah, and like and you from, got shows now called um my um, uncle grandpa. But that's yeah. it for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not even get into it. What was your choice of music in the 90s? And what do you think about music then versus now? Big pun. I'm just going to say it right out there. <laughs> I mean, everybody's choice. So I I grew <laughs> up in a household like, like you know, my mom listened to Motown. My dad listened to like a lot of old school salsa. So it was really up until like. I used to make this joke that it wasn't until summer 97 that I first listened to hot 97. You know what I mean? And that was like the year that I started listening to a bunch of stuff, everything from like big to Nas to Jay, like, you know, all those guys back in the day, I was a big R and B fan. I still am um, big hip hop head, but at the same time, it introduced me, my sisters introduced me to a lot of like pop punk and rock and one of the cases. So it's a, it's a scattered mix. So for me, um, so most of the music I listened to in the household was a lot of Spanish music, a lot of you know old school merengue, salsa, bachata, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like always what I heard. But then in the car with my parents, I would always listen to Michael Jackson. I was a big Michael Jackson fan. I always listened to KTU, so I was really big into like freestyle music, okay, like Stevie B and all of oh, them. Because that was because yes. so, that's always on KTU at the time. Every Hispanic thought they could sing. You ever <laughs> heard of the Wet Man? I like prob- every 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 have. old school Puerto Rican knows the Wepa man. Yeah. Wepa. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That guy. Wepa. That's my nephew's uncle. Wepa. That's Wait, what? <laughs> like he has the gold record in his house and everything. That's shout, funny. Shout out to Don and Vic and the crew. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, Var- like, the Vargas the, brothers. They, they they remixed it. What was it? it was like Esa Loca. Yeah. Esa I think the the group name was uh, Two Hats or something like that. That's funny. But like it was like growing up, going you know everyone going Wepa Wepa, and then like. They actually tell me, like, yeah, that's Don. Like, that's why he had that plaque on the wall. And I'm like, what? What? You, what? You? Yeah, I, I, every house was it a singer originated somewhere from the Bronx or Miami somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, seems legit. Yeah, so like aside from that stuff, and then I was listening to hip hop. So it was you know hip hop and pop music. So like you know all the boy bands and shit I was you know I was standing on my hill, Backstreet Boys for life. Yes. <laughs> Um, Boys to men. <laughs> yep. You know, and uh-huh. so it was like, but it was like later down the years is when I started getting more into like heavier rock and more into into hip hop as I kind of learned those roots because I didn't get them from uh, my family. You know, it, it was tough for me growing up in the Bronx when it came to like music because obviously I, I had my hip hop roots. I loved all the gangster rap. That that was me. Then I had gotten into branching into like fucking Prodigy, 
um corn marilyn manson and shit and then there were people like oh you listen to that i'm like yeah that shit's fucking dope what are you talking about for for me i think the thing that kind of introduced me to a lot of the rock and 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 more of the pop culture kind of thing was watching mtv Prior to that, <clears throat> I used to, like, growing up, I would listen to a lot of Greek music from my family and stuff. Mm. And then I had a few older cousins, but all they listened to was rap. So I was, like, introduced to, to um, from one of my cousins, like, Tupac and a lot of West Coast stuff because that's where okay. she was from. And then uh, my older brother would li- listen to a lot of um, rap as far as, like, Big Pun, like I said earlier. DMX okay. was huge. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of R&B as well, too, from... from uh, Basically, everyone genuine yeah. Jodeci, Joe, yeah. like every every R&B, like, cream. yeah, one twelve, <laughs> yeah, uh, one twelve. But then I kind of branched off to a lot of uh, my family when I would watch MTV. Then I started getting into Corn, um, uh, Limp Limp Biscuit, that was the video. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Well, I, I remember fucking soundtracks back then were just fucking dope. Like you had the Spawn soundtrack. Yes, like the movie sucked, but yet. The, the soundtrack. soundtrack? Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I just, Rose. So I just want to say something about Spawn. I, at that moment, I was my next door neighbor worked for New Line Cinema, and she advertised for them. She did Spawn, so she used to give us like a whole bunch of stuff, and then she also did um, uh, the mask. So I actually got to meet Jim Carrey once. She she brought me on, on set and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like like she was the, the coolest he was neighbor. The, he was the it star of the nineties. Yeah, remember? man. Like that's you, remember Fire Marshal. And not not so much that you met him at his peak, but like towards the height of his peak at least. Yeah, his his peak didn't come until he started getting into serious acting, which was because because I remember what was it the Truman Show. No, the Truman Show was one of those movies I, that I really like the Truman Show. It was it, it was interesting. I feel like, I feel like the more was, serious role was like something like twenty three. That was that too, and it's like you know. But I think the Truman Show was kind of an introduction to not such a silly side to Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, this, this is different. And then it just you know he started getting more serious roles, and then I think that's when it started. So at that age, I couldn't really appreciate the Truman Show as I do now. But when I first saw that, I was like, this is atrocious. What happened to him? <laughs> no, do you guys remember Wizard Magazine? Because the I, only reason I had to... I remember it. I didn't read it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I was a Sports Illustrated for Kids. I was... I was Sports Illustrated for Kids. Cricket uh, <laughs> was like one of the other ones. Like I think my grandmother sent me. And um, what was the other magazine from back in the day I was really into? I got to bring up the... Kids uh, then, um, uh, Game Informer. I was the, a Game Informer. Dude, like, oh, Nintendo, I, was a, the, I was at EGM. That's what I read. Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh, that was, was another good That one. was the one I read. I was because my dad had a subscription to that, so I was always reading that. Your dad had a lot of cool shit, man. Your dad introduced you to anime. Yeah. Fucking got you into what's it called? Um, Berserk. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was just dope. Right. Yeah, I was learning how to read when he was watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. I think my stepfather introduced me to Dragon Ball Z. And that was all downhill from there. Yeah, I was I was playing Dragon Ball Z in the schoolyard in like kindergarten. Was it like doing the... Kamehameha before it was even a fucking thing? <laughs> <laughs> did they did did, did um was it did he get like the Japanese imports of um He had a he had a he had a guy in, in Manhattan, he went to a spot called Games and James, and that was his guy who got him like all the VHSs. Uh, for all the animes and stuff, and he eventually got him DVDs and everything. And then also when we got our PlayStation, 
he went to Chinatown and like got the chips. You can play the Japanese games and all that stuff. Nice. But yeah, my dad like pops. my dad had a had a person downtown that he went to for all that stuff. No, okay. The reason I'm bringing up Wizard Magazine is because um, it brings a lot of relevance to currently right now when it, or when X Men movies came out because they used to always do a fantasy casting call Wizard Magazine. We were always looking for um, superhero movies at the time to come out. Oh, and we've been seeing a lot of that lately. Like, what if the Avengers were cast in the 90s? And this stuff? was one of the castings here. And it's always was picked that Patrick Stewart was always going to play Professor X. Yeah. Even before the movie. Yeah. it's yeah. And they had, what was it? Dolph Lundgren. Um, they wanted to pick Dolph Lundgren to play Colossus because, again, he was at the height of playing the big bad Russian at the time. Jean-Claude Van Damme to play... Um, Gambit, and these are just like popular stars that were like in the 90s. Um, Rutger okay. Howard to play Magneto, Clint Eastwood to play Cable, um, Tia Carrera. You feeling um, lucky? <laughs> yes, <laughs> lucky. Punk. I feel like I can see that, but uh, could you imagine if they made a live action X Men movie in the 90s with that cast? Oh my god, that would have been a completely different run. I don't think it would work though. No, <laughs> I think it would be a great like thinking about it would be great and like picturing in your head you're like the possibilities mm-hmm. but none of those people could actually work together i feel i forget what it was they actually before we got the x-men movie that we did with brian singer there was a story going around that um they were shooting around a lot of x-men movie scripts um and that it involved kitty pride wolverine professor x gene gray cyclops um, like some core X-Men characters at the time. Um, there was one script that was almost there, um, that almost got the green light. But then I guess the guy who was writing it, you know, he went back into comics and then they went with these other two guys who just after a while just started giving some off the wall shit because they just didn't even care anymore. And the studios never greenlit it until they got sold, the property got sold to Fox. So it was some studio in Canada that they were going to sell it to at one point. That's, that would have changed everything. It yeah, would have. It really would have. Would have changed the landscape of. Um, Do you think that uh, Marvel would have been sold at that point? Well, Marvel was or, bankrupt at that time. A lot of people don't remember that Marvel. No, was, I remember, but I'm saying yeah. if let's say they launched the movie and it did mean maybe well, like decently well, right? Would do you think it would have ended up where like they split everything? Now we have Fox have some stuff, Sony has some stuff. You know, eventually Disney gets some stuff, and and then now like to have. Well, I think at the time we weren't because um the reason why that happened was that Marvel was um selling off some of their properties to make up some of that money. That's why we had gotten the deals that they got. Like they were selling all their A-listers. Yeah, Mm. they they sold the X Men, the Fantastic Four, um Spider Man, Namor, Hulk. That's why if you look at it, um they had the list that they had of characters to work with directly was Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Like It was like the Avengers-type characters, but they didn't have Namor. They didn't have the full rights for the Hulk because um, Hulk's was universal, I believe. Yeah, it was universal, and then he can be in combo films that he couldn't yeah. be in his own film. And that's actually still in place now. Yeah. That, um, that's the same thing with Namor. But, um, Him and Namor have the same thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, so Namor can't show up in his own film. It's He, he has to be in a in a film with, within another film. But, so that's why I always think he's... I know we're sidetracking, but that's why I think he's going to be in the new Black Panther. But at the time, okay. like, yeah, because okay. they, um, they, they mentioned something with the water, so there was a hint of Atlantis and Endgame. But um, what was interesting is this, is that superhero movies in the 90s were very different because... Um, 
the one that started the superhero boom that doesn't get a lot of credit is Blade. Yes. Well, Spawn 2 was huge. But I'm talking about for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at the time when Marvel got into their whole thing, Blade was their first real Marvel movie on the big screen. I also think that people didn't look at Blade as a Marvel property because I don't think they They promote it as a Marvel property. But here's the thing, though, with um, Spawn. Even though it's not Marvel or anything like that, it was interesting because from what I remember, if my memory serves me right, (laughs) there was a whole thing with... uh, they didn't want to come out with a, a Spider-Man movie because they didn't know if they could make uh, an uh, Spider-Man crawl on 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 the actual buildings and stuff. But it was kind of a, a big like fu when Spawn did it, and they actually got the graphics right to where Spawn's climbing up the wall to where you can make this movie. The graphics are where they need to be, and and granted, yes, it wasn't it wasn't like a Marvel thing, but it I feel. It gave the capability. That movie gave the capabilities to film other Marvel movies and other things like that. Well, there were a lot of stuff that, yeah. when it comes to special effects, it's going to come <laughs> out of that. Um, because you had Spawn did a lot of stuff for special effects with prosthetics and and a lot of stuff like what they did with the cape. But um, when it came down to it, on um, Blade and then X Men and Spider Man, like they they really kicked it off for Marvel. I mean, what was some of your favorite comics in the '90s, guys? I mean, I didn't read comics in the 90s, but after reading comics now and knowing they're from the 90s, I would have to say Infinity War was one. Infinity Gauntlet was one of my favorites. Infinity Gauntlet was a great storyline yeah. at the time. Um, believe it or not, mine would be have to be uh, Mad Love. Oh, yeah, I, I could see you liking that. Listen, I could see you. I, I there's a reason up, why you're... I grew up on the anime series like kind of thing and then realizing that they made comics built from the series itself i was just like oh this is dope um i too like to only like, got into it later but i appreciate a lot of comics uh from back in the day like i had some like old x factor um comics um i like i literally still i probably still have the box somewhere in my house and i had a bunch of like i, I had an old like issue 44 of deadpool like just random like pile of comics in my in my thing but I had mid-run issues, so I could never really get into it and invest in them. What about you, Gus? What uh? So I didn't really read comics that much. So so so. <laughs> listen, fuck my listen. House. It's, it's not so much like if you never read them or not. It's when you whenever so, yeah, you do get into them. Yeah. So here's like, the thing. So here was here was the thing. It was uh, I wa- always wanted to get into comics. Never had the opportunity. Uh, now that I'm older, I'm trying to look for comics to go back and and I. I it's hard for me to find some of the series, like like you mentioned the the Infinity Wars, Gauntlet, and stuff. Like I'm trying to find them, and it's always segments. And and I'm an individual that wants to read all of them. Yeah, and that's just, yeah, and that's the thing. And so like I kind of got into it where um, I was in Universal, and I ended up getting one, one of the first comic books I ever read. It has nothing to do with the '90s, but uh, Civil War. So that was kind of like my my first thing to, to to start buying comic books. But when I was stationed in Japan. I kind of went back in like the this is late '90s to where um, Naruto from uh, Naruto from the beginning. I started okay. reading. I I started reading that one because what happened was a lot of my coworkers when I was in Japan started watching it, and then they they went back and started reading the the manga and stuff, and then that's that got me into it. And at first, I was just making fun of them the whole time because it was it was pretty funny just to right. make fun of people. Uh, but but then I was, was like also in the nineties. Yeah, no got hurt. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so uh, so but then I was like, yo, this is actually pretty interesting. And it was, like the conversations that I have with 
with like Naruto and Sasuke, like who's better and stuff. Naruto only knows how to shadow clone himself, where Sasuke has all these other abilities, right? And, and stuff, but but I guess like what anime did that lead you into? So actually, the first anime that I ever saw was Yu Yu Hakusho. That yes. that was OG. Yeah, that <laughs> was up. That was the first one, and and actually, you know what? I I, I read that manga. Uh, when I was out in Japan, so I guess if it was one of my favorites, it's it's probably the only one that I read. Nice. But, but that one, and that uh, kind of introduced me to Dragon Ball, which I kind of like. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Okay. I think everybody That's has that enough. with Dragon Ball. Yeah, it, it's a it's a love hate relationship. But then um, then I started watching a, a few other ones like Gundam Wing and and and, and things Wing. like that. So. Um, I feel like you don't appreciate those. Gundam Wing is definitely one of those I watched as a kid, loved it for like the Gundams, the action, like stuff. Yeah. But the story is so heavy. Like when I watched it again when I was in college, I was like, there was so much shit that went over my head for that. It's probably one of those things I sh- probably should just watch again because like, yeah. yeah, I was watching it on on uh, Toonami and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Toonami had one of the best lineups. And here's yes, it was great. And here's the thing: it's like. We watched it later on in the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was out in the mid-90s. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to think, like, like, like for listeners that are listening, like, oh, that's not 90s, that's not 90s. But, like, you have to look at, like, the time period of when it came to the United States. Right. And when it got big, when they started airing it, so on and so forth. I mean, it was in the 90s in Japan, even though it wasn't so much, like... From 1990s to 2000 within the United States, or it was like within the tail end of the 90s, that was like mid height 95 to 2000. Yeah. Or even earlier, could possibly even earlier. That's, oh. Like, I didn't catch wind of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z until way later, until like the Tsunami days. And it was already like, it was apparently like, my friends were like, you didn't watch it on Saturday morning, like cartoon like run? Or yeah, it was, on, was it, was, like, it was early on the mornings they used I, to show it. I didn't, ca- I saw it maybe once as a kid, but I only remember vividly watching it as like maybe a middle school, like junior high. Well, I'm going to date myself now, fuckers. Um, <laughs> so getting into comics, I would have to say definitely was X-Men number one done by Jim Lee, X-Force number one done by Rob Leffield. Then those guys went to go form Image Comics, which you had Wildcats, done by Jim Lee, Youngblood, done by Rob Leffield, Savage Dragon, done by Eric Larson, Spawn, done by Todd McFarlane, who did the art for Spider-Man and the Hulk, um, before leaving over to Image and then forming that, and I remember Image was, at the time, a big, huge threat to Marvel and DC, because, like... And that was at the time that it flooded the comic book scene. Like, they were flooding with number ones, all these gimmicks. Um, Rob Leffield was flooding people with pouches. Shout out to Rob Leffield and his love for pouches. Um, Big guns, blades. Like, I I think I was telling you the other day, um, Tony... The, the most extreme superhero they had was extreme. Oh, all right. the blades, yeah. We talked about this on a past him. episode. Yeah. 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 And he had the backwards baseball cap. And I was like, and that, he was in Marvel. I was like, wow. They're like, yeah, how can we bring the kids? Then you had um, Spider-Man 2099, X-Men 2099, Punisher 2099. Um, these are reimagining future versions of the characters. All right. Then you have Valiant Comics at the time, which is probably the fourth comic book, major comic book company at the time. Um, they had Magnus, Robot Fighter, Hardcorps, 
um then you had um who else Solard Man of the Atom and then they did a crossover between um Valiant and Image called Deathmate which probably was the first major when crossover. When did Bloodshot read. become a thing cuz I remember Bloodshot he was Valiant. early on. He was a Valiant character. But was that 90s? Yeah, that was 90s. Okay. And then I remembered I, you know, was Valiant was that Gen 13? No, Gen 13 was Image, Image. through Wildstorm okay. Studios which okay. DC now owns that property. Gen 13 was dope. What about yeah. TNT? TNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were always their own property. They're, I uh, think they're owned by IDW now. But at the time, um, Eastman and Lard, they had created Ninja Turtles, and they did um, as the original creators of Ninja Turtles. They their version was darker. Yeah. I actually think we picked up a book that covers Ninja Turtles, but then they had a lighter version done for TV. So we're talking about Ninja Turtles at the time. I think they were killing people. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's that's, like, that's oh, like, like those movies. I they're still classics. They're still good Absolutely. to this day. But I know you let us down the anime hole, and you guys were all talking about yeah. Gundam and all that, talking about some 90 anime. But I know of one, I, I mean, before any 90s anime, I had, um, because there was a studio at the time in the 90s, which was called Manga. And they had, like, what was it? Um, they had Ghost in the Shell. They did oh, Street Fighter. Oh, I remember them. They were the ones when you would pop the DVD and yeah. the video VHS, and they had the, yeah, I remember Manga. Did it? Did they, yeah, at the time before DVD, yeah, you get the VHS yeah, from your friend. They had they had guy they had Guyver on their stuff. Oh, yeah. you know what hey, I'm talking about. Now I know. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it always the their logo always showed up before the episode yeah. showed, and it, like it would like spin in. I was I was um, big on Armitage the Third, um, Spriggan. Um, Mine was um, like, Fatal Fury. Oh yeah. There's Ninja Scroll. I actually picked oh. up Fatal Fury on DVD. I have like all three or like the combo pack of like part two and three. The, the animation so style. Let's talk about the animation style at the time in the 90s. I actually, versus I actually am nostalgic and love it more. It's, like a little it's bit. so good. Yeah. Like Cowboy so Bebop, Tenchi Muyo, those things like now still look good. Like like if, if you, I think if you up the uh, the quality of it, it would take away from like the grittiness of it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, like, I, I do agree with you. Uh, tuning up the resolution on it might be uh, might take away from it. Right. It might add it. I think there's a there's a good medium to it where you can add the resolution to where to where you when you're watching right now on a, on a nice flat screen TV with like like 40k whatever the case may be, right. where like each little pixel is like this is like an inch by inch <laughs> right <laughs> but, but but no i that, gotta that, appreciate the yeah. line work the line work back yeah. then was so like precise and gorgeous and if we're talking about 90s anime you know what i gotta bring up bring it up this fucking guy <laughs> bring it up <laughs> my, my love story berserk <laughs> there you go berserk was this oh my fucking god berserk 1997 berserk <laughs> was one of those animes that it was just so well drawn the story was so perfect it just it really left you with a tragic ending though and it's like we wanted more and then finally years later we get more with update shitty animation um where guts looks like he's bouncing like he's on an episode of south park <laughs> one of the scenes i was like no you know what just keep me with the old stuff but um for me, again, I mean, before I got onto Berserk, it was Armitage the Third for me. I, I was just gonna bring us to like a dark place of like the '90s gave us the Mario Brothers 
like live action movie. We're gonna talk about these shitty video game movies. (laughs) Listen, we got that. We We got got that. We got no, no, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. The first one was good. Mortal Kombat. The the second one. The second one was horrible. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat. One was awesome. Mortal Kombat 2 is like, what the fuck happened? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> oh, God. No, Mortal Kombat 1 is just one of those films that you put it on, and it has that that theme song comes on, and you're like, I'm sitting my ass down right now. Absolutely. Watch- I'm watching this but film in its entirety. But you want to know what's the interesting dynamic about this is that you had Street Fighter live action movie, which completely was fucking garbage. Yeah. Then yeah. you had Street Fighter the anime shout out to Pete Rosado awesome. who will defend that movie <laughs> to the grave <laughs> he defends that shit to the grave oh man Pete that movie is horrible uh, but no the animation for Street Fighter was just great they yeah. had that fight scene with Chung Lee and Vega oh that oh the movie yeah that was such a yeah. good movie but then that you had great. Mortal Kombat 1 we're not talking about Annihilation it doesn't exist in this universe <laughs> it is gone is out of the nebula, but you have Mortal Kombat One, which was great. But then you have Mortal Kombat the animation that had came out in the nineties, which is like, dude, what the fuck happened? Oh yeah, that was trash. I mean, but that was trash because you couldn't. They, they, that an, that animation, if I recall, wasn't for mature audiences. No, it was it was done on, um, what's it called? Um, it was on TNT, and they were trying to get into this whole again GI Joe craze. Which Street Fighter, the movie, which is funny, they actually had um, action figures made that were uh, made for the same toy line that the G.I. Joe. So that's why they were doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I saw is, those, those are is Double Dragon a yay or nay? Yay. Nay. Yay. Nay. <laughs> I don't even remember Double Dragon. Bubble, 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 bubble. What? Yeah. Oh, man. You, you see, you, you, you fuckers. It's nostalgia. I don't care. Like, like I, maybe if I see it again, I'll be like, oh, God, I can't believe I actually like this. But, but I feel like it, it perfectly fit the theme of yes. the entire 90s. And it stayed, it, it stayed true to the storyline, too, to, to the actual video game. Where right. Street Fighter, I mean, the storyline was they kind of to, no, no. Street Fighter was they a tried little convoluted. They tried to stay true to the story. Mortal Kombat stayed to most of the storyline. And then part two, to some degree, did. It just gave us way too much like fan service. Because they included everything. <sighs> and Mortal wrong? Kombat Annihilation was a teabag to everyone who loved Mortal Kombat. They were teabagging wow. the audience. That's what he they really were doing. doesn't like this. No, that movie was fucking trash. <laughs> Tell you how you really feel. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was I, I don't, I don't shitty think it was, CGI. I don't, I don't think it was. Ooh. The CGI okay, was okay, shitty. Okay. Come on, you, 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 come on, Tony, you have to find me on this. No, no, I'm with you. I didn't care for Annihilation. I only saw Annihilation once. That's Actually, how I know I didn't care well, for it. Well, no, when, wow. we see, when we see Pete Rosado again, we're going to have to ask him that question. Which would you rather watch? Street Fighter the movie or Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I already think I know his answer. It's going to be Street Fighter. <laughs> the, 90s all, the 90s also gave us all of those, like, Low budget, high budget. I don't know what you want to call them. Jackie Chan movies like Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, those yeah. are so good. Though. Did you oh, ever yeah. see the Rumble in the Bronx dub in the movie theaters? No, I, I only caught it after the fact. Like, yeah. so, so I saw it when when yeah when it first came out. Where like I don't remember if there were subtitles or not. Did anybody catch that the the first of but all? Yeah, it was dub where you it was can dub. see yeah where you can see like the, his you lips and, and his speaking more or not i saw it way after the fact i think i saw it because um one of i guess i feel like mortal kombat must have had it as a trailer vhs wow again vhs 
Let's do a shout out to Laserdisc. <laughs> yo, chill out. Chill yo, yo, out. yo, that's a big shout out to Rich Dresden. He has a big Laserdisc collection. I mean, La- Laserdisc is how people are he ripping the original tails. are ripping the original Star Wars to get the best quality yep. for it. So wow. here's the thing. He has DuckTales on Laserdisc, and I am like, fuck, dude, that's awesome. I want to watch this. Laserdisc, a disc that's double-sided. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. I think the only thing that a lot of people couldn't get into laser this one, they were he he gave us a little history lesson this one, they were fucking expensive. And two, um the size of records. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the qual- but the you, quality wait, wait, Law, you've never seen a laser disc? Not in person, no. They're huge, uh, but yeah. the but their quality is amazing. Shout out to uh, what is it? Zip drives? It was right before CDs were a big thing and there was a floppy disc. That was a little bit more than a than a floppy disk. Like can hold a little bit more, and then CDs dropped, and that shit went. See, I remember, I remember the big fat black floppy drop discs. You remember those in school? Yeah, this, the, like they were like this big, like the size they of a sheet. Oregon of Trail and yes, yeah. you put Oregon Trail gets fucking dysentery. And, and all those games in, and then we got the regular floppy disks where you always flip the thing back and forth because you're a stupid well, kid. Well, 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 let's talk oh, about who that, remembers like number munchers? Were you yes. in school for that? Number, number munchers? munchers? Yeah. I played number munchers. That was one of my favorite. I was like, yes. That's how I learned how to do math. I don't know if I, I learned to do math that way. I just <laughs> didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> let's, let's give a shout out to 90s gaming with the way of learning. Um, who was a computer gamer in the 90s? I didn't own a computer. Barely. I, I want to say, like, aside from like number munchers, Oregon Trail, and a Where couple other games. School. Who remembers a stack? Do you remember, Tony, a stack like this thick, this big of floppies? For some games that you had to like, no, load. we so we didn't install. I didn't. I didn't play any games that that came with floppies for installation. But I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. But the games I played in the computer were like Quake, Quake wow. Two, um, I mean Unreal Tournament. But that was like that was probably in 2003. Unreal Tournament 2003 was the fucking jam. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm waiting for when you, when you switch this conversation to consoles because I can talk about that. Well, we were, we, well, I was doing Doom at the time. Doom wasn't on consoles at the time. Yeah. Doom okay. was the shit. Okay. But yeah, let's get into console gaming because well, what did we have out at the time? We had the N64. I will, I will tell you. Okay, <laughs> let's go, you. sir. You have been waiting <laughs> Yo, for he this. He has been ready. <laughs> he is, he has him in here. Hashtag so, my body is ready. So we had in the early 90s, the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, uh, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, N64, and right at the end of the 90s, what I consider one of the best systems out there, the motherfucking Dreamcast. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Dreamcast, actually. And there were other systems, too, but we don't count them because they were trash and didn't gain Wait, steam, so you, so like you, the Jaguar. Jaguar, Total <laughs> Graphics. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We don't talk about that. I completely you know they forgot back. about that. <laughs> you know they're bringing back the TurboGrafx-16, guys. Yeah, so. Yo. But so, those those main six were the '90s, pretty much. Yeah, my a my, lot of those consoles I didn't own, but like my cousin did, so I was always over at his house playing those. But I do remember when we had like we had just nothing to do at school like that week, and my uh, teacher was like, "Yeah, you guys can like bring whatever, and you guys can like just have a like a party all week." And we're just like, "Okay," because it was like the last week of school kind of thing. Oh, those are the best weeks. And That's when I played Yu-Gi-Oh. So, like, one of my boys bought his Dreamcast, and he had uh, House of the Dead too. And we with the just, with the light gun, yo, we went ham. We almost beat the game in one whole like school day. It was really hard, but almost beat it. I just remember owning a lot of people in Goldeneye. Yo, 
Double let's seven. Not talk, let's not talk about Golden it. I, I hated the Yo, Golden Gun. I swear. Are they, are that, they rebooting it? I that heard made that me they're, they're redoing throw it. My remote at people. Oh, I don't know if they're. Re- I don't know if I they're redoing they, it. I heard they're remastering it, and if they don't keep the controllers the same, then I'm not playing. So this is what we're gonna do here. You have to play. You have to. You have to play like, with one joystick. Facts. We're all, oh, we're facts. All, oh, this is God. what we're gonna do here. We're all four gonna play. If they're making the reboot, we're all four gonna play, and we're gonna play Golden Gun. As I look at Gus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all four of us Shots just play. Fired. We, can, we can also play Smash Brothers. <laughs> That was well, a lot, that was actually, a lot of fights. Older Smash Bros. I can I can be okay at new <laughs> ones. I don't even know how to do anything in these new ones. I feel I feel old as shit as playing these new ones. Well, the Switch you, you have uh you have you can play that now. You can play all the old Nintendo games. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I, I had a Sega. So first I had a Nintendo sixty four. Okay. And uh, then then I ended up getting Sega Genesis. I pulled my money with me and my brothers. We bought a Sega Genesis. Nice. And. Uh, and teamwork not, makes the dream work. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, we had to. My mom wasn't gonna pay for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's like, "Video games, <laughs> psych." Yeah, and um, and so like we got we got this thing, and we 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 had to we had to be very strategical about it because we had to get the games where <clears throat> they came or the 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 systems that came with games, and the one that had the most games that's the one that's the system we got. So we we're waiting for deals. <laughs> So it was like one one cartridge with like three games, <laughs> and then like I respect we, it. And we used to always like this was back in the day where you can go to the video store and rent games. So we used to go rent Ooh, games a shout lot. Shout out to Blockbuster. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Shout, wait wait. Shout out to the mom and pop timeout video stores. Did you guys see? Uh, shout out to Comic Two, but he threw up a, like a throwback Thursday. He goes, "Who remembers this?" And it was a picture of Funko Land. Oh yes, oh, yo, wow. yo. He he was trying to find one specific one. I think he said like the one on Webster, and I was like, "Yo, like that." No, br- I that remember, brought me back. So I remember much. there was a Funko Land in uh, Cross County. Yeah, and then and, but but thing about Cross County, you go to Funko Land, and then you go right across to fucking Dragons Den. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Wow. For, for all those that don't know, Dragon Den is where they had a lot of the comics, tabletop games, and all the great stuff. And Pokemon cards, because we could go. buy Pokemon cards a la carte. Well, there was, there was a, I remember vaguely <laughs> yes. there was a Funko Land. If it wasn't on Fordham, it wasn't too far from Fordham. And then when you stop from uh, going over there, you go to Discovery Zone. So shout out to mm. that. That's Listen, Chuck E. Cheese will never, never beat Discovery Zone. Yeah, that was a good place. Discovery. Yeah. I, I had someone refill a ticket machine, like one of the uh, smoking token. I got that good at that game for my birthday. They had to refill it twice. Well, did <laughs> it the fun. PlayStation? It was the awesome. first PlayStation come out soon in the 1990s. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think I missed that one late, because late I remember. Yeah, it was like in that gener- It was in that generation. Uh, you had like um, Fatal Frame. That's when Resident, Resident Evil. It, it remember compete- that shitty acting in it Resident com- Evil? It competed with the Sega Saturn. I think yeah. the Sega Saturn came out first, and then PlayStation One came. Because I remember Sega Saturn. I remember we used to have these debates in school. They were like Sega Saturn was great with 2D games. Sega Saturn was fantastic for 2D games because that's where Street Fighter versus Capcom came out. Yeah, I'm sorry, Street Fighter versus x-men yeah because street fighter versus x-men on sega saturn ran beautifully but then x-men versus but street fighter versus x-men on the playstation ran like shit but this mm. playstation at the time was killing them in 3d games mm-hmm. well the, the sega was one of the first ones to come out with the discs too instead of the little cartridges yeah so yeah. so that kind of that changed the resolution well it was the like game. with yeah. The, yeah they did that with the sega cd yeah yeah sega, and then which, oh my which God. is a continuation and the 32x yeah. <laughs> 
I remember that. What, I remember, what was, I your, first, what was your first handheld? First handheld was um, a Game Boy. Oh, original actually, old school or Game Boy Color? No, old school. Talking about green screen. I had, I had Game Boy Pocket. I had, I had Game actually, Ye- actually, yellow no, Game Boy no, Pocket. No, I had a Game Boy Color. If, if, if so, we're counting these, um, it was a tiger, one of the little tiger handhelds. Actually. Oh, I'm about to say, I thought it was one of those things where it had the water in it and no, you press the spring. No, no, no. He had, the, he had the ones with the ball that you had to rotate the two little oh, handles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, listen, don't make me turn this podcast around. <laughs> I know where you all live. Are we there yet? <laughs> no, it was, um, no, before I got the Game Boy, I remember um, I got my hands on an X-Men Tiger handheld game. Now, Tiger, what was funny at the time is that Tiger, for some reason, released little handheld games for each and everything. You had one for sports, you had one for this. It's oh, like, yeah, with yeah. like the super shitty graphics. Yes. And like this line of characters is supposed to be like Cyclops and Wolverine. Yes, <laughs> it was very, very shitty at the time. It was like, you know, but then again, that was the height of handheld gaming and then Nintendo changed the game mm. with the Game Boy. Well, yeah, they had like the single game because I remember like for Christmas, I got one where it was uh, Ninja Turtles mm. and it was just pretty much like one one character and the only thing that actually moved were the arms and legs up and down yep. and you just jumped and stuff that was like my that was my first one and probably the only one because i ended up getting a nintendo color that i stole from a kid i didn't like in school wow. <laughs> yes. we, we just airing out our dirty laundry today <laughs> oh so okay well if we're talking about crazy shit that, I, that we did all right i'm gonna tell you something i did so what was the most valuable pokemon card of the original 150 Charizard. 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 Yeah. It was the gold Charizard card. So, Or the holographic. (laughs) Holographic Charizard card. So I remember, this is when the uh, Pokemon movie came out. And I went to the mall with my parents, and they gave us, like, these stickers for Pokemon the movie. And I had, like, a shit ton of cards. I had, like, a binder. I was one of those kids. And this kid across the street was like, oh, I got Pokemon cards. I was like, yeah, whatever, kid. Let me see what you got. (laughs) And I'm just going through this kid's, like, 16 cards or whatever. And I'm just scrolling through. I'm like, ah, whatever. I got this. I got this. I got this. And then I get to that last card. It's a motherfucking Charizard. Yo. So I'm like, all right, I need to make this Charizard mine. (laughs) (laughs) You beat him up. (laughs) No, I was an asshole, and I told him that these stickers here that are the same sticker for the Pokemon movie each cost $25 if you trade them in. And I'll give you the equivalent amount for for Charizard's health, which was $150. So I gave him... I think six stickers that I told wow. him were worth $25. And he gave me his Charizard. Totally shit. And, but I respect it. And I never saw that kid again. <laughs> kid, if you're listening, he's not even sorry about it. <laughs> and here's the thing. like when I, when I got that Nintendo, I felt bad for a week. Till I saw that kid rolling with a brand new one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and I was like, I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah. It also gave us a... Tamagotchis and Furbies, by the way. Yeah. Fucking Tamagotchis. Uh, I had one. Dying all the time. If you could bring back a 90s trend, what would you bring back? Pogs. (laughs) That's something I would die on. That is my my soapbox I would die on right now. As as someone who's collected them, no. Yo, first of all, let me me put it to you this way. My sister had the maker, so we had the hustle on lock. I had the best slammers i don't care fight me i want people to go into my brain right now and remember what i'm seeing right now and see what i'm seeing fight me i had the best pog set ever 
That was atrocious, but okay, I respect that. <laughs> Tone? Uh, if I have to bring something back, it would be awesome Transformers toys because they're oh, yeah. so shitty now. So for me, it's, it's kind of hard because I feel they're kind of doing it right now, uh, but a lot of the cartoons back in the 90s, like uh, Duckling Ducks, Duckling Ducks. Well, if you had to pick a cartoon yeah. that hasn't been picked, uh, which one? Honestly, I wish they could do Gargoyles again and actually finish it. Because they just, wow, like, yeah. they just, like, it was it was a cliff. They just stopped. And, like, so so that's where, where it's... I think a, that was the tragic thing about a lot of, like, 90s cartoons. Yeah. Like, a lot of them didn't get to see a season, or a true yeah. series finale. Mummies alive. Yes, and then they'll have them for wow. a good a good few, few seasons, three, four seasons, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Like, they just dropped off. And so I, I like and keep the same type of graphics as well too. If, okay. Or at least clean it up to where at least it still has that that same visual, same visual like appeal to it. Okay. Uh, and art design as well too is is a big one. It, that's that's because I, I, I that's one of my biggest like geeks out is, is cartoons. I love cartoons, uh, and always will. Same. There's, you see, you, you just started a second thing in my head. I mean, there's two things I would bring back. Um, one is... Old school wrestling. <laughs> He's like, that's the third thing. Attitude era. Shit. I would like them to bring back Mighty Max. Yeah. Yes. Mighty Max yeah. was ahead of because it had no real true ending because the show ended in a fucking loop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Gus, tell, tell everybody a little bit about you, brother. So... I'm a community health specialist, and uh, kind of what that means is I used to, uh, I just graduated with my degree in public health, and what I want to do is kind of uh, incorporate the the social factors that implement, that determine someone's health. And so that's what kind of my podcast is going to be about. And so to kind of give it a different look, because a lot of the times everyone talks about health, access to health and access to to doctors and things like that but there's so much uh in our environment that has to do with health that no one's having that conversation and that's what this podcast is kind of uh, addressed is kind of looking at those other aspects of health and just going to see a doctor and and, and kind of doing all those things so i just want to thank you for having me on and having this fun conversation because uh having doing things like this has also helped helps with health kind of interacting with individuals creating a community and and whether it be for mental health or just just having fun because too too much time within within our life we're we're always too serious so having Mm -hmm. a good time and just relaxing is is a great way to stay stay with keep your mind right (laughs) you can follow me at uh gusbus underscore (laughs) yo i love it i love it Let's go. Uh, uh, 119. Uh, that's my Instagram. I do have Twitter. It's pretty much it's the same thing. Well, the only thing I would sort of drop on is just keep up with us on social media. So you can always follow us on Twitter at the nerds OTR, on Instagram at the nerds of the round, and you can follow it and you can find our Facebook page, the uh, nerds of the round. So you can just uh, keep up the chats with us, comment, let us know what's going on, ask any questions. And we want to give a big shout out to In Beyond. Use the code. Get nerdy with it. Get you discounts on all the various services that Ambion offers. We are wrapping up the 90s right now. Um, we are going to go back into the W and um, stay nerdy. Peace. Later.